Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome to another edition of The Advocate. I'm your host, Nick Phillips, and I'm here with... Your co-host, Kathy Lux. Kathy Lux. Kathy, thank you, as always, for joining us. How are you this week? Uh, Well... Today, it happens to be raining, but other than that, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty good. Things are going well. Uh, we're going to be talking today about uh, you know loving couples who break up and get divorced, which happens maybe nearly 50% of the time in marriages. And not only about the breaking up, and as a lawyer, I know what happens there. I know how this, this partnership is sort of broken up like a business. But there's a, a huge emotional element to the relationships. We're we're talking about human beings. We're not talking Mm -hmm. about uh, legal files. We're we're talking about statistics, right? No statistics. So, so what, what does one to do when they have that cherished intimate relationship with someone? And for whatever reason, it's gone. Where do you go? Who do you turn to? Is there someone who you can turn to? And things get so messy. They do. Well, we happen to have someone here that you can turn to. And Liesl Darby, an old friend of mine for many years, and now it's been. Liesl, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I said you're someone people can turn to. What what actually are you doing? And I know you have a background as a licensed social worker, right? Oh, like, I used to be a licensed therapist. A therapist. So you've yeah. been able to talk to people and help them through problems and everything. All day, every day. What about divorce now? Why Is divorce something special? Divorce is its own entity. And it seems to be more pervasive uh, the longer I've been alive. <laughs> and so you're specializing in that work now? Yes. Um, not as a therapist. I need to make that, that clear. But I am a divorce coach. I um, have a background in counseling. Um, I am also a license, or a, sorry, a certified life coach. And I'm divorced myself. So I feel like I'm pretty... <laughs> pretty qualified. You're <laughs> pretty qualified. <laughs> and, Even uh, with yeah. the ultimate qualification, that's being divorced yourself. <laughs> yes. That, you that. walked off the cliff, you know, just like everyone else. I, I fell off doing. the cliff. I was pushed off the cliff. Oh my <laughs> I landed God. on my feet. That's the good news. Well, you're, you're sitting here smiling, and you seem to be adjusted to all of this. How long ago were you divorced? Oh, well, my divorce anniversary was eight years ago as okay. of uh, Christmas Eve. Now, going from a happy, intimate relationship where everything's done together to being out, you're eight years out now. Um, Have you gotten used to the idea of being divorced? Yes. And it's actually, you know, it's, 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 I don't consider it part of my identity. I mean, it was something that happened in my life. Well, you said yes without any hesitation, I noticed. Yeah. So you must be telling the truth. I am telling the (laughs) truth. So do you see a pattern uh, progression with couples or people as they're going through divorce and post-divorce? Um, yeah, there's definitely a, a pattern. And one of the, if we want to talk like more of a clinical speech here, um, people go through grief. They're going through a, a grieving process. Mm-hmm. 
um, because it's it's not that somebody died, but it's a major loss, right. and not only of um, a a spouse, but you got to think it's a way of life. It's dreams that you had together as a couple. It's dreams for your children mm-hmm. that you had. I mean, Christmas isn't going to look the same anymore, right? Um, you know, you you might your your lifestyle might take a drastic hit. Things yeah. change. Well, you talk about dreams. I'm thinking of like the the dreams, the pleasant dreams we have in the winter time here, and that's going on a family vacation, which is a mom and dad and the kids and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And when that is broken by a divorce, uh, you you lose that opportunity, yeah, and that particular dream. Yeah, that that goes out the window. Um, there's also so much adjusting. Well, we're going to take a short break. We're talking to Liesl Darby. She's a divorce coach, and Kathy Lux and I are here talking to her about divorce and what is all happening in that uh, theater of activity. We'll take a short break. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on The Advocate along with Kathy Lux. Stay with us. Thank you, Kathy. We'll be right back after these words. Don't go away. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back to The Advocate. I'm your host, Nick Phillips. We're here with Kathy Lux. Kathy Lux. How are you? Hey, we're talking about um, somewhat of an unpleasant topic, divorce, which happens all too often. And we're talking to Lisa Darby, a divorce coach. And we're talking about a divorce coach. You have all these qualifications, but uh, what what do you do as a divorce coach? You just talk to people or what, what all is included in your coaching? <laughs> So my job as a divorce coach is to deal with the emotional fallout, right? I mean, you've got a lawyer who's helping you with the, um, you know, splitting up of assets and and the business end of it. Uh, But I take care of the emotional impact of that. And part of that is helping them to to come to terms with what's happening. Sometimes it's really about um, talking in some very like we call reality therapy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so sometimes you have to puncture some, some bubbles, you know, like this is, this is kind of going to change things for you. And dealing with change is really hard. I mean, nobody likes change, right? Sure. Nobody likes it, especially when it's forced on you and it's not your choice. Um, well, you, you mentioned lawyers and, and being a lawyer, I, I did a lot of divorce work back years ago and uh, in, in doing that, uh, the I- idea of lawyers being compassionate, uh, not as compassionate as you can be, because the lawyers have to look at this stuff uh, pretty, uh, I guess, uh, very seriously, looking at it very calculating, calculating legally, and have to get through the um, the breaking up of the business of the marriage. And but you know, people aren't going to get all that kind of handholding that they would probably get from someone like a divorce coach. You mentioned to me one time that if someone's getting a divorce, there's a team you can put together. Who, in your mind, who is that team composed of? Okay, that's a good question. Um, well, it's your it's your lawyer. It's um, maybe a financial person who can advise you on financial moves. It, um, some, if you know you want to get divorced, there's things you can do to prepare for that. And if you're on the receiving end, there's still things you can talk to a a professional who can make sure that your future is going to be secure. And even just talking about budgeting, you know, like what, what this is what, this is what you have to deal with now every month. Now, how are you going to make that stretch? Mm. Um, The realities of dollars. Yeah. The harsh realities of dollars. And then 
I think you need a, a mental health person, whether that's a coach or a therapist uh, for yourself. And you might need one for your kids as well. Yeah, there's fallout with the kids. You can't forget about that. Yeah. Um, kids, it, here's the thing. As long as kids have one good, stable parent, they will be okay. They will. I mean, if, you're, if your ex is a crazy person mm-hmm. um, or, you know, you think all kids need to have two, two parents to mm-hmm. be okay, as long as they have one person in their life that's stable, they will be okay. And it, can, it doesn't even have to be a parent. It could be like a coach or a teacher or somebody else in their life that gives them stability. But as long as you can be that parent that is there for them, that is the one that keeps things stable as much as possible, mm-hmm. um, who provides security, who lets them know that they're loved no matter what, your kids will be okay. Sure. I, I, you know, I've seen adult children of later in life divorces, and I see them having to make major adjustments as well, such as, you know, the holidays come Mm -hmm. and they can't have both parents over for that Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving. And so they've got to try and work out ways to see both of them and there's a concern that one of them is going to be alone. Yeah, there's guilt. The, there's <laughs> guilt. A lot right, of guilt. Right, and yeah. that, it gets so complicated and messy. And I've seen people that finally will come to terms where the, the mother and father can be in the same room at the same time so the kids can have a group holiday. But that's, I haven't seen a lot of that. Usually what? I work with people is, is if you can be flexible on the exact day that you're celebrating, like I don't try to do, I, I wouldn't say try to be in the same room, have a holiday because it's, <laughs> it, it usually doesn't work. So if you can have like, okay, so maybe one parent gets the actual Christmas day and then you celebrate either Christmas Eve or a different day, you can still have a celebration. It does not have to be on that particular day. And the more flexible you can be with that, the easier your life will be. And, you know, sometimes you're switching off holidays, like one year dad gets Christmas, the next year mom gets Christmas, and mm-hmm. and, and like birthday parties and stuff for kids. Rather than trying to have like one birthday party, you know, with both parents there, What I usually tell them is if it's on your parenting time, you do your party with the kid. If if your child is with dad on their birthday, let dad do it. And then how how do the kids deal with this? Going from like take the elementary school kids to the junior high kids to the high school seniors who then become adults and out on their own. It can be hard, and depending on the age of your kid, it Mm -hmm. it has a big influence. The ones who tend to have the hardest are children who are be. Between the ages of, uh, let's say, 12 and 15, Mm. especially girls, okay? Um, Younger ones, like, actually, the younger they are, the easier time they will have because kids are adaptable, you know? Mm. Now, just prepare yourself that there will be a period of adjustment for sure. And the way that you handle that can set the stage going forward and have big Mm -hmm. ramifications. So it's really important that parents um, let the kids know that they are loved, Mm -hmm. that this, you know, mommy and daddy aren't getting along right now and we're going to, 
we're going to go our separate ways, but we are always going to be your parents, and we will always love you. Well, just as important as the kids, and of course the children are paramount, I think. Yeah. Everyone, both sides, whether they hate each other or whatever, put the kids, elevate them up there and take care of them. However, let's sort of make the next step. The person you'd represent, the person whose life has been shattered and they're not only getting a divorce and they have trust issues, they have anger issues, but they also have loneliness issues. And they're looking to maybe recreate or recapture a relationship like that. When is it too soon to go out looking for somebody and how do you do that? Million dollar question. Yes, and nobody likes this answer. Um, I would say don't start anything until... Here's here's my thing, and this is from my own experience too. Mm-hmm. Please don't try to to go into anything serious until you are at least two years post divorce. So, what are you supposed to do for two years? <laughs> get get a good circle of friends. Okay. <laughs> so, what's the normal progression of uh, the emotional progression that that people go through, and yeah. and maybe how do you help them through that? Okay, so. And, and depending on which side you're on. So let's take it from the, for example, we'll use the side of the person who was not expecting this to happen. Okay. okay. So, again, it's going to be like the grief cycle. So they're going to be in a lot of disbelief at first and mm-hmm. not wanting to accept that this is actually happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember feeling like I was hit in the head with a two by four. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Is happening. It's painful. It's so painful. And so there might be, depending on the circumstances, there might be some attempt to reconcile. Like, please, let's let's go to counseling. What do you want me to change? What? How can we salvage? Just please don't do this. Mm-hmm. That's that's not uncommon. Now, if if betrayal is involved, that that changes. That you can go straight to fury. <laughs> mm-hmm. not, yeah. not just anger, but fury. Um, and then that will color the is, whole rest of the process is, as well. Is there anything worse than than betrayal? I, to me, that's it's the so, worst. It's so hard. I mean, there's you know, people will grow apart. Um, life experience. Somebody will say, you know, I just, I just want a lot more adventure in my life, and you like to stay home, and it's just not compatible. But when there's betrayal, it's it's so hard to come back from that. It is. It really, and, and it also can depend on: Did you find out by you know that he somebody is doing this yourself, or did somebody come to you and say, you know what, I'm falling in love with somebody, and I don't love you anymore, and I want to go on? It it depends. So there's not really pat answers. But anyway, so any, as they're going through this process, they they will. Um, well, we're going to hold up for a little bit because we're going to take another break. And we're talking to Lisa Darby about uh, divorces and, and how to survive a divorce and what she can do and, and other divorce counselors can do to help you through the, uh, the difficult emotional time. Of course, you need a good lawyer, but you, know, you should also have someone else to talk to you about the, the, the soft things in life, the non-legal hard parts that is getting along. So we'll take a short break. We'll be back after these words, so don't go away. You're listening to Nick Phillips. And Kathy Lux, stay with us. Talking to to Lisa, and we'll be back after these words. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another and our final segment of The Advocate for tonight. I'm here with Kathy. Yeah, and Liesl. And Liesl, you were talking before break about the progression. Um, and, uh, you know, once you move past that grief or getting through that grief. So I'd like to hear more about the progression that you see, the emotional progression. Yeah. Okay, so we've got some denial, maybe some, um, you know, trying to get things to work. If that doesn't work, then you can quickly go to anger. Um, then you will go into maybe some depression. Depression is probably going to be a, a major part of this. Is it, it, it? I think I've seen people that really have a hard time letting go of the anger. Yeah. Do you help them through that? What yes. Do you, and what are some of the techniques acceptance like you a lot of it is just validating your experience you know being able to talk about your feelings and not stuff them down a lot of times these these feelings are so intense they scare people and so they don't even want to touch it Mm -hmm. because it's like if you unlock that door what is going to happen am i going to just drown and float down the river and i'll never (laughs) be able to get myself back right so being able to to talk to a trusted person who can help you kind of slowly talk about what are you, even if it's on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Um, And and again, normalizing. Normalizing this process is so important because people don't know what to expect. And it's like, am I going crazy? Am I losing my mind? And getting support. You know, I, I do some groups too. And just groups are magical in just the way that you are not alone. You know, with other people going, yeah, through, going similar through, through similar things. You are not alone. And also, to, if you can have somebody who's been through that process before, even better. Because I like, I like to think of myself as the person shining the light <laughs> through the dark forest, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got you know somebody who they have no idea. They're stumbling around. It's dark. It's scary. They don't know what's here. And I've got a flashlight. And I can walk you through that step by step. And I can also reassure you that, you know what? Around this bend, I know you can't see it, but around this bend, there's a meadow. You're going to come out the other side. And, and, and Yeah, and, and you're going to be okay. Just having somebody reassure you that I don't know what it's exactly going to look like for you, but it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it might take some time, but I always tell people a lot, if you want to heal, you have to feel. Like there are no shortcuts around this. Uh, you so try this is where dating can actually hinder you like uh, you know how wonderful it feels when you meet somebody new and you think you're falling in love if you have not gone through your grief process and healed yet you're only delaying it and it will come up in an ugly way down the line and you're not going to know what hits you so that's why i always say please don't just don't jump into dating right away give yourself time to heal it sounds like good advice. It sounds sounds complicated, but there is help because normally, going back to my experience as a lawyer, we never really think about these things. We think everyone can handle their own emotional needs on that. And I think the lawyer's attitude many times is to the client, uh, deal with it. You know, it's not the end of the world. You're, you know, nobody's killing you and all of this. And the divorce will take place. But these are some real things. How long does it take? Uh, we have about a minute to go here. Uh, about how long does it take to get the average person over their grief and adjust it to the post? Uh, are we talking months or years? Or? Two years. 
That's why again you say that very quickly. That's why I'm saying you're probably not going to be really ready to fully give yourself to another relationship for two years post divorce, not from when you file, but from your divorce date. And people don't want to hear that. You know, it's like I. Oh, um, with all the dating apps and everything out there, it's sort of a flood of the market. Yeah. If you are, if you can understand that, you can go out and have fun, but please don't be trying to get serious with anybody. And you need to be upfront with people too. I remember I, I got on a dating app and one guy messaged me. He's like, I will be divorced on Wednesday. When can we meet? I'm like, no. <laughs> Sorry. We'll have you on again to talk about the differences between men in divorce and women in divorce. Okay, that sounds interesting. Because yeah. you had experience with both, I'm yeah. assuming. Well, very good. Well, uh, that's all the time we have for tonight and today. So, uh, Liesl, thank you so much for joining us. It was great talking with you. Oh, thank you. This was fun. I hope somebody got something out of this. Well, talking about divorce and you're smiling is an amazing thing. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> So uh, we'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a good, healthy, and safe week. Have a great week, everyone. Goodbye. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset, sat and drank my fresh mint tea, with nothing to do until morning.